Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 35 of the Snapbacks and Beards Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, that wrestling guy, TWG1991, joined as always by my two co-hosts firstly the undeniable johnny goldsmith johnny how we doing i'm all good man yeah i was yeah. at the uh north wrestling show on uh, saturday as well and cool. uh definitely worth checking out if you're a north uh, if you're a wrestling fan from the uk please do come up to north and check it out because uh you won't be disappointed lovely stuff was there any lego spots i know that i know you love a lego spot in your uh live action <laughs> yeah. wrestling uh this time no um but it was a collab with wxw from germany so there was um uh alexander wolf who was in wwe was there nice and it was just a really good show and again if you german wrestling is very similar to like strong style so it was uh different it's very good nice and uh and as always jay wrestle talk jay how are we doing I'm all good, buddy. I'm all good. I've got my uh, got my man cave set up now, as you boys can see, and I'm loving it. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to do it. How are you doing? Yeah, man, all good. Jealous of the man cave. That is that is goals, but um, yes. it's looking good. Looking very good. So we have we have many things to discuss discuss tonight. Looking to start off strong with SmackDown last week, and. I've not necessarily got an order of things to ask you about SmackDown and get your views on. I've just got them in the way I've written them down. So, you know, but Jimmy Uso and the bloodline. Johnny makes, make this make sense to me. Like Jimmy, Johnny we're to. <laughs> you Johnny, I'm asking you first, Johnny, I'm asking you first to make this make sense that Jimmy wanted him and Jay to come out of the blood, or Jimmy wanted out of the bloodline, so he super kicked Roman, and then Jimmy wanted Jay to come with him out of the bloodline, so Jay super kicked Roman, and then Jimmy didn't want Jay to become Roman, so he super kicked Jay, or he stopped Jay from winning, and now Jimmy wants to be back in the bloodline. Is is that about right? Make this make sense. What are you, what are your views on this? I don't want to say over dilution of this story, but it feels like they're kind of doing things to do things to keep this relevant now when Roman isn't there. Like, what are your what are your views? Triple H is an expert booker, is he not? Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I think. It's partly to do with this Endeavour situation where they know that this is a big deal and they want to keep this going because it's money for them, maybe. Um, in terms of the actual storyline, you know, they said they want a match against each other at WrestleMania, so they're probably like, okay, so how can we make this happen then? Um, and it doesn't make sense how they're doing it. Almost like Jimmy is now, oh, well, since Jay's not there, now I want to be part of the bloodline because my annoying brother's not there with me anymore, you know? Mm. And... It doesn't really make sense that he's trying to get in the good books of Paul Heyman when he basically said he's not interested only a couple of months ago, as you say. I guess the only sense I can make of it is they're trying to drag this out so they can have that match at WrestleMania, yeah. which I still think, as much as I'm happy to see Jay back and obviously being on Raw is great, I would have preferred that they kept away for a couple more months until the Royal Rumble. I still maintain that's how they should have done it. Because now they've got to find a way to have them want to fight each other again. When Jay essentially leaving SmackDown means he wants nothing to do with his brother. Almost running away from him. Like he's scared of him. Because like, well, why did you, if you hate him that much and you want to, you know, you want a match against him, why are you like going to the other show? Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's confusing. Jay, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? next part of the bloodline story i mean you're you're right it doesn't make sense because literally last week solo grabbed him and said you're out of the bloodline when we say you're out of the bloodline and then he said roman yourself or paul can't tell me nothing and then the very next week he's like paul what are we doing tonight like i'm back in by the way he was very funny in that segment when he was backstage <laughs> with paul he was very yeah. very funny um 
if I was Jimmy, I'd be asking the question. So my brother, my my twin brother, is main event Jey Uso, and he's seen as such now. And he had this massive like singles run where he would win match after match after match when he was on SmackDown when Jimmy was injured. My younger brother, Solo, has come up from NXT and been very, very dominant. I'm now been, been put in this singles position myself, and I'm not even allowed to win my first match. Does he not see that? I, I hate to say this, but I, and I do say it all the time, but does he not see that he is the lesser Uso? The lesser, the, the le- probably the least important person in the bloodline. The bloodline yeah. could function without him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an interesting next chapter. I think it does culminate at WrestleMania, but how they get there, there's a couple of ways. I've got a Survivor Series War Games theory that could kick it all off, leading to the Rumble through to WrestleMania. So uh, I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. I, I, I think it's that my thing is we're now, we're what are we, like six? Six seven months out from Mania, mm-hmm. off the top, like that, yeah. the WWE are going to have to they're going to have to do a very very good job at not overdoing Jimmy and Jay, but still keeping people interested enough in that feud to happen. Because I think, like I said, we, we all know it's pretty much going to culminate at the at Mania. But we also mm. we also all know as fans that if that is shoved down our throats for the next six seven months, by the time it gets to Mania, we're going to be like, "Good, right? I'm glad this has finally happened, so we can get o- get it over with." But mm. we also know what fans can be like if they have no interaction with each other until March next year, and then we have to remember why they fell out in the first place. Like, I I think they need to be very clever. I I agree with you, Johnny. I. Th- I think they should have they should have waited till the rumble and they mm-hmm. should you know that would have made the most the most sense but again we saw the reaction that Jay got like bringing him back does yeah. also make a lot of sense because he's yeah very, the crowd reaction right now. yeah I mean when I see him now and listen to his theme song as well I'm like yeah this guy really is a, a top guy now isn't he like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he's a tag team guy I do feel mm-hmm. this this so is like yeah, he really is a main event player now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll ever win. He might win the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know if he'd win. He, he could dethrone Roman Reigns. I think that, that's gone now. I don't think he will. Yeah. But I think he is a main eventer, as he says in his title. But I do feel, I actually feel that about him now. There's something uh, a bit more about him now, like you say, that's, yeah. it's not, oh, there's Jey Uso from the Usos. It's, mm-hmm. it's Jey Uso. I mean, obviously, one thing they did last year was the Rey Mysterio-Dominic thing started in September, and they did manage to drag it out till WrestleMania and mm. still kind of do it now, I guess, but they've done it before, so there, yeah. there is ways. I'm not, I can't remember this, the build-up to that now, but they have done it. Yeah, so, yeah. One yeah. thing that I also noticed from that segment, like you say, Jay, that um, Jimmy was really, really funny, but one thing I didn't quite understand was... They were talking about AJ Styles, and he was what about ten foot away from them. <laughs> I don't understand what the like what that was to do. Um, you know, like fair enough. Um, I'm oh, I'm wondering if they're gonna gonna sow that sow the seeds to um, you know. There's some dissension within the OC, um, mm. which. I can only assume means that Gallows and Anderson's contracts are going to come to an end soon because if they're not with AJ, they're not doing anything. Um, but I, mm. I don't know, and that and that's a shame because they're such a good tag team when they're treated treated properly. Um, but talking, I suppose, with going still on the on the tag team front, um, and you mentioned it a little bit, Jay. Um, looking forward, ever so slightly. Survivor Series slash War Games. Would we prefer to see a, a two teams? For example, you know, we saw like you know Bloodline or the Judgment Day, etc. In War Games, 
or a SmackDown versus Raw War Games? What would you prefer, Jay, to see? So if if it's between those choices, I yeah. would rather see a SmackDown versus Raw War Games. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that could be so, so good. I, I'm and in agreement. On what talent you used, it could be so, so good. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I'm in agreement just because I think it it makes sense. Like Survivor Series makes sense for that kind of brand warfare type thing. You can have your world champions against each other. We Everyone wants to see Seth versus Roman. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So let's do that again. You know, it, I think it plays in. I mean, there's also parts of me. I kind of want to see Rey Mysterio versus Gunther. I don't know why. I'm really not sure why, but I kind of want to see I mean, it. I, I don't think it's happened before. So, <laughs> right. And I mean, could they do what they did before? And could they do... Um, could we see um, NXT involved in some way, shape or form? I'm just thinking Dominic getting slapped by Gunther, really, is all I'm really... It's kind of <laughs> where my mind's going with that. But, you know... Uh, that that's an interesting thing. So if that was to happen and they introduced NXT, yes, Dom is a raw roster member with the Judgment Day, but he's holding an NXT title. Yeah. So would he have to be on the team NXT or well he'd have uh, if 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 they're doing a US title, IC title you, uh, North American title, he'd have to be for NXT, he'd wouldn't he? Re- Representing NXT, yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah. Well, I think if he's the heel that he is, he's like, no, I'm not part of NXT. I'm the NXT, one of NXT's champions to mm. spit on you all, to yeah. tell you all that, you know, none of you are on my level. This is your title, and none of you can take it off me. Like, and I'm not even on this roster. Like, yeah. I think that's what he's trying to do there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he would still represent Raw, but like, because he's a dick, he's like, yes, I am on, I'm a, the NXT champion, but I've got this belt and I'm on that roster. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, let's, let's be fair, he wouldn't win that triple threat match anyway. But He absolutely yeah. would. He absolutely would, yeah. and he'd pin his dad to do it. And he, he, would, reckon, would, yeah. he would then run around <laughs> saying that he's beaten Gunther. And then get actually yes. chopped by Gunther. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's also true. Absolutely that could happen. win that match. He would absolutely win that match. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a fair point. But then again, we both said he would absolutely beat Cody Rhodes. So, you know, maybe yeah. you know, maybe that wouldn't. But you know, yeah, I I say it, that was just a almost a bit of a side tangent that that I had. I just I like the brand warfare thing because. Mm. I feel it makes a little bit more sense to me rather than it suddenly gets towards Survivor Series like time of year and suddenly just because it's that time of year teams start to go against each other like mm-hmm. it, like that that you know there's no point to four storylines you've got the Smackdown Raw storyline in itself there already mm-hmm. um because it's called war games, I, I mean, it's cheating in a way when you ask that question, which one you prefer, but like you can have two, yeah, like oh, yeah, because you know, the Judgment Day and Imperium, I think, uh, have got this like uh agreement now, haven't they? So they yeah. could have a team against it's probably Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, and some other people, but the new day, you know, yeah, yeah, is it going to be Riddle? <laughs> is it going to be Riddle? Is it going uh, to be there much longer? Uh, there is yeah. obviously something come out today about Matt Riddle, but as things stand, storyline wise, you know, he is involved with that. But yeah, you know, that might change. But I just think they could have two. And the brand, you know, the brand uh, the takeover all and smackdown. I always love that as well. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. So I've, it's just something I've always, always really, really, really enjoyed. But Again, that, that's purely because I don't then feel like it's a forced storyline. It's one that you can organically kind of do. Um, yeah. But, what I'd yeah. Uh, what I'd really want though is a bloodline judgment day amalgamation against a team of like super baby faces. I think yeah. that'd be really cool mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, so carrying slightly on with the judgment day and talking about another team that could be involved potentially 
Um, I've got the Judgment Day versus the Hurt Prophets, which I that's what I'm calling them now. They are the Hurt Prophets. That's that's what I'm going with. Yes. Um, if we see uh, a feud with these guys, I'm not necessarily. I don't necessarily mean, you know, a Damian Priest versus Montez Ford or things like that, but an actual Hurt Prophets versus Judgment Day feud. Can either team avoid to uh, afford to lose this feud? Because I'm thinking the Hurt Prophets are just starting out. Are they going to look weak if they lose their first feud? And the Judgment Day are supposed to be on this big roll. Can they afford to lose it? Jay, what are your what are you thinking? And do you so want to I... see this as well? I mean, I don't know that I really want to see it. Um, if I'm in total, like there's nothing like they're all great athletes, but in any normal circumstance, judgment day kick ass, but then Bobby Lashley is an absolute unit. If the well, tag yeah. titles are involved, I think they I think they're big enough that they can afford to lose that to hurt profits as you have named them. Um <laughs> In a sense that maybe there's a cross wire between Finn and Damien or JD McDonough gets invited and it renews that sort of like that tension yeah. that they have they had building in the background between Priest and Bala. They could lose the tag belts mm. that way, making the Hurt Profits look strong, but also not making Judgment Day look weak because it was an error. I think they yeah. could go down that route potentially. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. That makes sense. Johnny, what are and- your Thought. Sorry, I was Sorry, just going to say quickly, and the judgment, the judgment day don't need the belts. They've got them, but they don't need them to be dominant. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Johnny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, the Street Profits, uh, the Hurt Profits, sorry, I think it would be good for them to get a win here, and it would show that, yes, the Judgment Day might be dominant, but there is still a team out there who, uh, under the guidance of a two-time world champion, can um, really uh, show that even the the teams that think they're invincible can be beaten um but if they were to lose this it would have to be angelo dawkins to take the pin and lashley would be like look we don't have any spots for weak links in this like the imperium kind of thing and that's probably where they throw him out and it would lead to probably a, an official heel turn from the hurt prophets and one as fought against dawkins which is a match that i think we're going to get at some point but i don't think it hurts no pun intended. The hurt profits as much as it would hurt the. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't think it would hurt the Judgment Day as much as the hurt profits, because yeah. you know they've had their share of wins and stuff. So just one defeat, where it would maybe make them become stronger, because like, you know, they've been getting a bit complacent, you know, thinking, oh, we're, we're the best here, but then they've come up against someone who can beat them, and that yeah. make them go, you know, we need to re-strategize here, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I I am all for seeing Bobby Lashley versus uh, Damian Priest as well, because I yes. think that would just be very good, <laughs> very yeah. very good to see. Um, have have those two fought for the US title? I know Balor and Lashley did for the IC title, but I don't know if I don't know if they, Lashley and Priest they did. must have been champion around the same sort of time as each other. There can't have been much time was, between them both being champ- US champion. There was that time period of like Lashley, Priest, Riddle and Sheamus, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah, I think but, like Lashley was WWE champion um, and Priest was, I think, US champion. He had, he had a match with Sheamus at one point. I remember that. Yeah. But I, um, uh, but, but definitely not this version of Priest that we're seeing. No, no, no. Because then this version, now. no, definitely not, no. Because I'm just thinking now, actually, because Bobby was champion, and then Theory and Seth started entering the fray for the US title, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and and this is um, again not on my list, and going slightly off tangent as we as we tend to do, just because it's something that I thought about as as we were talking. So obviously, we're now at the start of September. So what in in a couple of months, the the start of the start of the kind of new year and reflection and looking back on stuff is is going to start happening. Is Damien Priest in with a deserving shout of Superstar of the Year? 
have there been other pe- uh, many? Uh, and I mean, obviously, in terms of popularity, you're going to look at LA Knight, obviously. But I'm talking yeah. in uh, in terms of <laughs> accolades and achievements for the year. Damien Priest has to be up there, surely. Has to be. He he absolutely does have to be up there, but I don't think you can give it to anyone other than Gunther. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm I agree. I th- and I I think missing out on a WrestleMania match hurt Damien Priest massively because mm-hmm. I think if he has a WrestleMania moment, mm. that that's a big thing. But I I I completely agree, and I guess that's um you know potentially a conversation for um for another episode nearer the time if we do our own superstars mm. of the year and stuff like that. But I just just as we were talking then, I was kind of thinking of everything that that Priest has done over the last year and how people are talking Ooh. about him and how we're talking about him. He's had a well, fantastic if pick, year. If I could pick five people who I'd be nominating for Superstar of the Year at the moment, would have Damien Priest, Gunter, LA Knight, Seth Rollins. And because of nobody expected how successful he's going to be, Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody expected anything like this for him. And I just feel mm-hmm. like... All these other ones, you kind of thought, yeah, they're probably going to be around there. But Dominic Mysterio, like, I don't think anyone expected this. No. So. no. And I mean, let's let's be honest. And I'm not, you know, I I am repping, obviously, but there's only one female superstar of the year, surely. Yeah, yeah. Right. She can come second. <laughs> there is there's only one female superstar. It has to be, surely. Like it. It, oh, can't be, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it can't be anyone else. It can't be anyone else than Rhea. You're it talking about Trish, be. right? Trish. Thank you, Trish. <laughs> Thank you, Trish. But, um, you know, but I will I will wait and have someone else tell us all that it's it's Rhea, so it doesn't look like favoritism from me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just you know, I just a just a question. And um talking or carrying on the discussion around women and the women's division. Johnny, talk, talk to me about Elo Sky and Shotzi and why Elo Sky's losing or getting pinned or losing matches in tag team matches with Charlotte Flair. And is, is Shotzi just a little bit of a pawn in the whole Charlotte Flair game so that People, Charlotte's getting all this success, and people are, are like, "Oh no, it's Shotzi getting all this success and not getting bored of Charlotte." Or what's what are your views on? I know your views on how Eo Sky is being booked, but yes, tell us again yeah, um, how, you, how well, you feel about this. Charlotte, Charlotte winning is inevitable, you know, and it really pains me to say that. It reminds me of like a Thanos thing where she is <laughs> inevitable, and she is unfortunately, and. It really annoys me that she has like merchandise that I like because I don't like her and I don't want to buy her merch. But it's like, why must you be good? It's like, I don't want to like you. Um, and yeah, Eosky, it was a cash in for a shock factor. And that's it. That's why they did it. You know, Lord knows that you can't have the money in the bank briefcase on the women's side mean something, um, unfortunately. And you're right, I think Charlotte uh, Shotzi was a bit of a pawn there, the distraction that Shotzi got the pin, not Charlotte. Yeah, she's on her team, and that's great, and Shotzi can learn from, you know, a multiple world champion, which, you know, she probably needs that experience, but Eosky getting this match against Asuka, which is a WrestleMania main event, and yeah. it's on SmackDown. And it probably won't end cleanly. Um, I kind of hope it doesn't, because I want to see a WrestleMania match between the two, or maybe them two and Carrie Sane when she never whenever she comes back in, which is room to be signed. Yeah. Um, but I just it just frustrates me that Eosky is the women's champion and you wouldn't know it. You just you wouldn't know it at all. Yeah. Um, um and it, it just feels like, as I say, there was no plan here. It was just give her the title and then she's successfully cashed in money in the bank and that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 we were talking on just before we we came on and, and we were recording. This isn't just coming from me as a as a big simp, but there is no comparison between how the SmackDown women's title looks and how the women's world title looks. There is mm-hmm. no comparison in how they're built up 
Um, I know, Jay, obviously we've said before about has Rhea defended enough or has she, you know, all that sort of stuff, which she probably hasn't. However, is it is that because they haven't built up enough people to challenge Rhea? Whereas I think personally, you could chat most people would be believable challenges for EO. I don't know if that's just me. Like Jay, what are your what are your yeah. thoughts on on that? And I do I do completely agree with that. But I also think as well, and this is no fault of Rhea's and no fault of EO's, but WWE have proven time and time again and they're proving it again now they don't know how to book women's wrestling properly they don't don't. know what to they don't know what to do with the talent they've got they've got two amazingly talented women's champions right now and they've got no idea what Mm -hmm. to do with them they've got no they've got no one that's on a level with Rhea as you've just said and as Johnny said it was a shock factor they got EO to do it but and it, rightly so, it's a WrestleMania match. So why are we having it on SmackDown? She's not going to lose the belt. EO's not going to lose the belt. Mm. I think the the best thing that they could do for EO is they need that Bailey turn. And Bailey needs to be the one to take it from EO. And then mm-hmm. try and build it up again that way. I don't and then and then you can have Charlotte later on down the line. Like you say, Charlotte is always in the picture. She the line starts with Charlotte. Whenever she wants the belt, she'll just take the belt, but she doesn't need it. Build the Bailey EO feud. Let them go for it. Build up Shayna. Build up Zoe. Becky Lynch is obviously doing stuff in NXT, but she could come back mm-hmm. as well. I think I think Be- I don't think Becky could do it from Rhea, but I think she could definitely give her a run for her money. Yeah, and they I need to do something. I, I also feel, and again, I've literally just thought of this as we were talking, and as you know, you were saying about two incredibly talented women's champions and, and a roster stacked full of talented women. But do you think WWE have an issue in terms of... So when Roman's there, they focus everything on the wwe championship because that's roman and that's the biggest the biggest draw and the biggest you know all that stuff and the world heavyweight championship doesn't quite feel on that level and then they can concentrate all of their efforts on gunther and the ic championship and then we had austin theory over here with the us title sort of flapping around like a fish without direction mm-hmm. and now we've got Rhea sort of not necessarily with direction but with a really protected title reign and they're not quite sure what to do with EO and the Smackdown Women's Championship like it almost feels like although there's mm-hmm. two completely different writing teams on two completely different shows they don't know how to focus on all of their titles respectively if that makes sense yeah yeah, that, that well, WWE. Sense. I think one thing that WWE need to do is stop looking at it from its women's wrestling and look at it from a storyline. Mm-hmm. So rather than focusing on the fact it's women in the match, focus on right. Well, what's the characters here? And focus on the storyline aspect, like you see with Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. That's the best storyline going in the women's division right now. I know it's just finished, but there was no titles involved. It was just two characters who hated each other. And it works. And, you know, EO and Billy could be that as well, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agree. And I just, uh, yeah, it just, you know, I do think that the, the brand split works when they use it properly. So let's split the tag titles again because that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it just, I don't see how they, sh- that, or it seems like they really struggle to build titles and build you know, really focus on both rosters. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know, I don't understand how that is a difficulty because you've got, you know, it's not like we see the same people. Well, we see the same people every week, but it's not like we see them all the time on Raw. And then four days later, we see exactly the same people on SmackDown. Like you should be able to build up two, two rosters, mm-hmm. really. Like, yes, you know, but again, I say that just, um, just came to me as we were, as we were chatting. Um, And as we finish off our little SmackDown 
SmackDown journey, a little trawl down memory lane for SmackDown. I just wanted to highlight the uh, the mini segment between the Brawling Brutes and Judgment Day and Pete Dunne doing the whole joint manipulation on Finn Balor because that was incredible. I, I yeah, will never, I will never not love them spots by Pete Dunne. <laughs> I will always mark out for them. They're always great and just, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan, as as we all know. Do you do you see the Brawling Brutes getting a tag title run soon, or are they just going to carry on being fodder as that team that is almost there but not quite there? I John? I I think they will um, get a tag run purely for the fact that Sheamus is injured or he's got. Uh, a concern or, or something I read, but uh, they're still but they're still showing the bra- the brawling brutes. Yeah. AJ AJ disappeared. You didn't see Gallows and Anderson. Uh, there was someone else that I was going to say as well. Uh, yeah, Co- yeah. Kofi gets injured. You don't see Xavier Woods, but with yeah, the brawling fair. brutes, Sheamus is not there, but you're still seeing them. So yeah, I, I think they will get a tag title run and deservedly so as well. And it might happen yeah. because Seamus broke kicks to help them win it, but so be it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Johnny, any other any views on that? I, I just don't know if I can see them winning it, just because Judgment Day has just won them, and I do like them. Um, I love the, the jersey. I think it's brilliant. You know, oh, that good. green jersey they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they would deserve it. I just... I just wonder if it is just a case of someone for them to fight while they keep the belts, but it's against the legit tag team. Um, if the belts were split up, I can definitely see them winning it. But if it's one championship belt, I don't know. Um, I mean, Pete Dunne is doing very well with his Butch character, but I do feel like he needs to go off on his own at some point. Can we stop calling uh, him Butch? Can we stop yes. calling him Butch? I will never do that. Yes. It's not happening. Yes. It's Pete Dunne. <laughs> it is Pete yes. Dunne. <laughs> um and I'd love like a program with him and Finn Balor to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again they've got tag team titles and the I guess the tag belts have to be involved while they've got the championships. Yeah. And uh, again you you sort of mentioned in, mentioned it and we've touched upon it before as well. Uh, it feels like WWE are very pigeonholed and very sort of caught backed into a corner with what they can do with if with one set of tag titles like if they're separate that opens up so much more for teams like you could do mm-hmm. so much more with team with, with with teams with two two lots of tag titles i i was hoping when when we saw them come away from sammy and ko that's how, that's what we'd get but i yeah. i can't see that we're going to get separate tag titles anytime anytime soon um but that's just just my view on view on that can is I, that oh yes mate what you got, right, what I was you got? Say, can i just say quickly i really loved in that brawling brutes uh judgment day section uh where ridge holland owned the fact that biggie and uh one of pretty deadly uh i can't remember which one's which uh, both have been injured during matches with him when he said mm-hmm. to uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, I make a habit of breaking men like you. I really yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I also like the fact that when Finn Balor was like laughing at Pete Dunne, where it's like, he's practically the same size as you. <laughs> so why is, it, why is it funny that this jerk who apparently is like, oh, you're scared of this guy. So like the guy who's literally staring straight at you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny. Priest, I understand, but like, it's it's the same gut, same size. <laughs> I, I'd be scared of Pete Dunn. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, oh, God, that's a. Uh, yeah. um, I so, wouldn't want to get. In, I'm six four, but I wouldn't want to get in the ring with either of them, Balor or Pete Dunn. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Pete Dunn has no problem just biting people, doesn't he? Like, you just <laughs> what he wants. Yeah, and absolutely. I don't understand, and I'll never be able to comprehend how the coup de grace doesn't hurt. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's one move I don't get. How does that not hurt? Well, I mean, what is what is Finn? I don't. He's what one eighty-five. I'm talking like pounds. I don't know off the top of my head. I might have to. That's what he's billed as. Yeah. Yeah, I, some there or thereabouts. And I mean, that's. I don't know what the metric 
work out of that is, but that's heavy. Like, yeah, how many times is so, thought in going to one eighty five? Well, he's he's eight he's eighty six k- k- uh, kilos is what he's billed as. 86, okay. 86 kilos. Coming down from a height straight onto your chest. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I never understand that. Yeah, that's that's a madness. That's, you know, that's that's more than I bench press. Like, I, I guess because he's pro- he might, maybe he's managed to master it where it, all of his weight doesn't go on it. He can, like, almost... <laughs> Springboards off someone, so like it's only his t- tiptoes or something that actually yeah. hits them. Yeah, it's, it's just, just, yeah, it's just you, you just that's got to be like a rib breaker, like really, haven't you? But I, you yeah, know, you I, might, you, I, Johnny's right, actually, he must he must have mastered oh, yeah. to where, where he doesn't. No, it's got to be a way, yeah, all his weight. Or like if, like if the wrestler has like a, a waxed chest, so then spit slippy, so it still doesn't like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I always used to used to think that about like the the running sent on that people like Bray and like people like that mm. used to do because that's you know a fair chunk of weight coming down on you at the same, you know, in that same motion. It must be fairly um fairly oh, like the cannonball. Yeah. yeah, the KO cannonball. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so have either of you got any other points from SmackDown to go over? I'm assuming Johnny wants Ellie to Knight. talk about LA Knight. LA Knight uh, is uh, yeah, going yeah. to lose next week. To the Miz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is. I think And that... it's it's the thing of, like, some fans, when a wrestler loses once, they'll go, oh, they're getting buried. Like, LA Knight, actually, if you look at his run this year, he has won a lot of matches on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, he's not being shoved down our throats, really, but he has had a fair share of wins. So the Miz, who's only won one match this year, um, if they're going to continue this rivalry, They've done this for years. 50-50 booking is what they love. Uh, I'd be very surprised if LA Knight wins two straight matches against him. Obviously, Cody Rhodes has uh, beat Rollins multiple times in a row. So it can be done, but it's very, very rare that they do that. And I just think that if they're going to continue this on, then they must be getting like a Miz win, and then LA Knight gets the win at the next pay-per-view with Fastlane or Survivor Series, depending on when they do it. But there's obviously something planned there to keep it going. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I, I, if it means we get another four or five weeks of them two going at it on the mic, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, Jay, you're yeah. nodding, so I assume you're happy yeah. with that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I could watch the Miz. Uh, you could give me a year feud between the two of them, and I wouldn't get bored of it. I don't think. I think they're both like two of the best on the mic. And they're they're yeah. fun to watch in the ring. It's like like you said, Johnny. It's like watching an old school WWF Attitude Era match when you watch mm-hmm. the Miz and LA Knight. Just uh, whack them in, Irish whip them. They'll fall down. Give them a couple yeah. of stomps in the chest. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not you not need everything as, needs to be flips. As Braun yeah. Strowman would say, flippy dips and. <laughs> Although I love I love high flyers and hardcore spots and all of that, so yeah. yeah. But but there there is a limit to how much you can. You don't want that every match because it's it then becomes becomes overplayed, doesn't it? Cool. That's why it's good to have variation. Yeah. Um, and also one more thing on SmackDown. There's a new tag team out there that I'm a huge fan of. Air Town Down Under. That is for me wonderful. You know, and as I said, <laughs> there is. Not there's some people who just have natural chemistry, and them two together is just sensational yeah. stuff. And again, A Town Down Under. I hope that's the team name they go with because that just works. And, and a successful yeah. run for both of them, I think will. I think it will do more for Theory than it will do for Waller. But mm-hmm. a, a successful run for both would be would be good. And it, yeah. this, as as much as. As much as I have a bit of a pet peeve of the inevitable when one person on a team turns on the other, I think between these two would do the world of good for both of them because it's a fresh reset for for whichever one turns. And I, I've got a feeling, you know, it might be Waller. I, I, I've seen just recently on WWE social media that they're getting... Uh, Austin Theory to do quite a lot of their like sort of meet and greets and press 
stuff and working with the mm. children and, and 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 all this stuff and i part of me's wondering are they looking to see what he would do as a face or as, as, a, as a baby face um and so yeah. you know putting him together with waller acting like a couple of dicks for six mm. months and then waller turning I, I don't know i i don't know that's i i could be you know speculating massively because of them the bits we've seen on the press but you know it, it would be interesting to see who do you prefer yes. Waller or theory gresham waller uh, for me it's gresham waller oh <laughs> uh, uh, what I always say Grayson Waller is what they want Austin Theory to be. What 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 part of sports entertainment am I preferring them for? I'll let uh, you make Gr that. Great Gr Gr Grayson Waller is much more charismatic and a much better character. Austin Theory is better in the ring. But that also might be because I've seen X amount of matches from Austin Theory, and I've seen three from Grayson Waller just recently. Mm. But, but I, th I, th I think you're right, Johnny. I think Grayson Waller is what they wanted Austin Theory to be. But I think I think Theory is better in the ring from what I've seen at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, Jay, you asked that question. You haven't answered yet. What are you? Uh, Austin Theory. I think Theory oh. is. I think Theory is arrogant, but Grayson Waller is way more arrogant way more arrogant yeah i know uh, he's a controversial figure but when someone like jim Cornette literally says i can't find any flaws with this guy austin theory that to me someone who watches wrestling his whole life and he thinks austin theory is like the perfect superstar to me that tells you how good he is yeah but i find grissom all more entertaining that's all but i mean i can yeah. appreciate austin theory being you know a very good wrestler yeah, yeah and I, yeah, I guess yeah. I get that. The theory is less arrogant, but Waller is more charismatic. Yeah, that. Yeah, that I, mm -hmm. I, I can agree on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I, and I think that's the that's the issue now when you have when you see them side side by side because they're that they've both got that you know hell if I if I looked like either of them I'd be tremendously arrogant like I'd, I'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but theory, he's not pushed on from that stuff he had with the phone and the selfies and all that stuff it became quite a generic us title run whereas i think what we've seen grayson waller do like i theory could not do a grayson waller style like tv like the grayson waller effect theory couldn't do that um yeah so uh, but i think yeah put them together and let them build off each other, I think, would be where I'd go. So, in other wrestling news, I've got I've got three bits on here, and one of them is WWE-related, so I will go with that one first. Tonight, we're recording this on a, on a Monday night. We've got Monday Night Raw. There is an IC title celebration. So, Johnny, my question to you, and to you, Jay, but I'm going to come to you first, Johnny. Is this going to be a typical WWE celebration where it's interrupted by someone who is going to announce themselves as Gunther's next challenger? If so, who? Or is Gunther just going to be able to celebrate breaking the record? Um, I feel like this is such a special occasion where it should just be celebrating it celebrating this moment and it's one of those things where gunter is all right well who's going to stop me anyway like if you want to come out and be humiliated by me you go right ahead like that's mm. you know gunter's been built up in such a way where he is inevitable again as we say <laughs> um i think he could be interrupted by gable to shake his hand and be like you know you did it uh congratulations i'm doing it and i've got my you've got my respect I think if there's anyone to interrupt him, it would be Jey Uso. Mm -hmm. um, but I just feel like this is just going to be a standard thing. Yeah, where Jay, he just celebrates. Jay was second on my list of people that may interrupt yeah. him. So I wouldn't mind being Ludwig Kaiser, but I don't know if they're going to go with that route of having 
the breakup. Obviously, both of them are heels. Both of them are uh, European. I don't really think that really appeals to the uh, American market. If you've got two mm. European people who are both heels fighting each other, um, if anyone was to turn babyface, it would be Ludwig Kaiser, I think. But at, at, I think that's somewhere down the line. I think yeah. we're going to just have a, a celebration because it is such a historical moment. This is like, you know, the longest reign of all time. I think you need to celebrate it properly. Yeah, I agree. Jay, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've just got I've just got a horrible feeling that he will get interrupted, but he'll get interrupted by Adam Pearce. And he'll say, it's great that you've broken the record, but somebody needs to go to SmackDown, and it's you, and you can't take the title with you. The title has mm. to stay on Raw, and then you get an IC tournament. That that's that's why and that's why the um that's why the trade wasn't announced straight away because we wanted to see if we wanted Gunther to break the like mm. to to have a chance at breaking yeah. the record and uh, not, yeah. not be traded before that happening. Yeah. Okay, I guess that yeah they could they could run that out. But I've just I've got a feeling it's gonna be Gunther and that's how you get him and Roman on the same show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See now I can totally, totally see that and I'd be I just, I feel like that's it's a way to obviously protect Gunther, but I do feel that's a weak booking, isn't it? Because I don't think it, you know, eventually it's it's like the Roman Reigns situation. The person that beats Gunther is getting pushed to the moon. Like that's a big thing, and they should use that. They've built they've built this up now for Gunther. It, I, I think he should put someone over for it, really. Um but as I say, Jay J- Uso was the second person on my list to to come out. I don't think this is going to happen, but the one that would make the most sense, and if anyone could sell could sell it, it would be Michael Cole. Let's get Ilya Dragunov, the ma- the the la- mm-hmm. probably one of the last men to have beaten Gunther for a title. Let's yeah. get Initially, I did. I was saying this before about I think he should be the man to do it. I remember doing yeah. TikTok videos saying yeah. he's probably going to do it, um, and I would still like that. Yeah, and I, I just don't see Chad Gable getting another chance. I think he should. Yeah, but I don't see where that would make sense. Mm. So unless it's Jey Uso, as I say, yeah, Billy Dragunov is the other option. I think yeah. my, my my only and again I've said this on countless podcasts, so I have kind of gone against my own my own view my my worry is if you don't if you haven't seen nxt uk and know the battles that them two have had and you're not fully aware of everything happening on nxt and you don't know how good Ilya dragunov is or who he is him just appearing on raw is probably going to be mm-hmm. a bit of a uh, is, isn't going to be the same reaction as if jay uso comes out yeah. Um, which is again why I've suggested before: could they have had Dragonoff come up and be with Imperium for a bit beforehand? Yeah. Um, well, something they've done before, like what's, what WWE were very good at, and this is when, like back in the day, if we go back to these, but Carlito when he came in, there was vignettes for about two months about yeah. him coming in, right? Yeah. So people know who he is when he comes in. Then on his first night, he pins John Cena for the United States title. Yeah. And he's been built up as this character that people know who he is. So Ilya Dragunov, like, give him weeks and weeks of vignettes, then he could come out and maybe even face Gunter on his first night and do something similar. Yeah. Because we know who he is by that point. It's not just some random. Yeah. Um, because, obviously, we watch NXT, but not everybody does. Yeah. So Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And I'm... Oh, he's, this person is third on my list, and I won't go down the whole list, but I've obviously spoke to you boys about it. I've not release this anywhere anywhere else john cena could do it you know let's give jot let's you know grand mm. slam grand slam cena and yeah. then have grand grand yeah. slam cena and then have the intercontinental open challenge for a couple of months and have someone beat cena that way like we know he's going to be back for eight weeks or something potentially at least yeah <laughs> like you know could we see that? And he's never won. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he needs that one. Um, and again, like you said earlier, there will definitely be people that will accuse him of burying Gunther and all this sort of stuff. But 
I still maintain losing to a 16-time world champion is not being buried. Like that's yeah that that you know sharing the ring with Cena is not being buried in any way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, I just I still think that's a way they could go, and I I, I would be through everything that he's done in his career, I would be baffled that if Cena doesn't get that icy title before he retires. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Cena can, when it's all said and done, not be a Grand Slam champion. Yeah, how can he not be a Grand Slam champion? Yeah. I mean, there, there are yeah. massive names that aren't Grand Slam champions, but, like, you know... who it, Whoever does take it from Gunther in the end has to be a main eventer or on their way to the main event scene. Yeah. Because he's made it he's made it that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know something WWE could do as well is obviously people talk about the greatest wrestlers to have never been world champion. They could do that with Gunter, where he doesn't ever become world champion because he's got the IC title and he keeps it for so long that he just that's almost the same level as the world championship and Gunter never officially wins the world championship because, you know, they need that one person who's like, he just never quite got there, but he was one of the best ever kind of thing. Yeah. You know. I mean, it, it almost is like a third world champion. It's, it, it's well, yeah. way more, it means way more than the United States title does right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. It almost is like a third world title really at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the, and, and I think you know the way it's uh, that says a lot for Gunther because and not a lot for formerly Austin Theory. But when you think how often we see Seth Rollins, pretty much every week. So we see the World Heavyweight Title pretty much every week, and the IC title feels just as important as that on Raw. We don't see the WWE Championship every week, but the US title still doesn't feel that massive on SmackDown. Mm. Mm. Which again goes back to what we were saying earlier about them not being able to book things simultaneously, but the US title should feel massive compared to what it is, in my view. Yeah. Um, But we will skip now from WWE events to a quick note on AEW and something Ooh, that we okay. something that we <laughs> <laughs> something that we did speak about on the last podcast so I won't use it to take up so much time today but it's I wonder why <laughs> well we we all know what has happened with CM Punk and yes. the punishment laid out to him and all that stuff. It's all very quiet on the Jack Perry side. Like, what's happening? We know he's suspended. We get that. But is that all that, like, I mean, I've, I've not even seen anything on dirt sheet-wise, which for AEW is quite quite good going because they can't help but release stuff to dirt sheets, apparently. But, like, there's, there's nothing, mm. like... Uh, I mean, yeah. I can't work out. Is that a is that a good thing for Jack Perry? Is that a bad thing for Jack Perry? Like, you know, no one seems to be scrambling for him to come back. Like, no one seems to be missing him that much. But I, I don't know, Jay. Mm. What are you what are you thinking? Well, I think firstly, I think that whilst he's suspended, he's probably been told to shut up and probably. not to, and not talk to anyone about anything. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it is it an eye for an eye? Should, should he receive the same punishment? You could argue. Yeah, but um, I... I can't see that WWE are in the market for a for a Jungle Boy. No. Um, yeah, he just Jack Perry just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jurassic Express was a good crowd reaction. You know, him and Luchasaurus, you might not have liked it, Stu, but it was, the crowd was getting really into it. Um, Jack Perry, I think, if CM Punk's been fired, but he hasn't, does that suggest that CM Punk was, you know, was the one causing this problem? 
because why is one fired and the other one isn't? Obviously, Jack Perry is more friendly with the EVPs and everyone who doesn't like CM Punk backstage, which might be another reason why he's still there, because they like him, where they don't like Phil Brooks, apparently. Um, it is a weird one. Like He's not being fired, but the other guy has, even though they're both part of the same issue. And, uh, and that Jack came out very like, quickly. Really that came up very yeah. quickly about Punk's firing, didn't it? Like, you, you, yeah. But for me, I almost feel like now, if you haven't made the decision to fire Jack Perry at the same time as firing Punk, you can't now go and fire Perry. Like you, that would seem quite strange to me. Like you said, like if they've both unless been involved, it's like a, unless it's a deeper investigation with Jack Perry. But I mean, I. I can't see it being that sinister. That's like, I, yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't think, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, from from the reports that, that have gone around, it sounds like Punk is the one that has got physical first towards lots of people, which maybe is what has saved Perry in the end, that he's, it's not been him that started it. I don't, I, I, I don't know, mm. and I guess there are probably only going to be a handful of people that truly know what happened backstage. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're now, this is just playing devil's advocate here, but we're, we're only showing what they want us to see and stuff. But yeah. there, there, there is the argument you're saying punk's always the first to get physical. Is that the case? Or is there a, a whole locker room against one person and yeah. the whole locker room doesn't want that one person there. So they'll do whatever they need to, to, to get rid of that one person. Yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. Perry's got Jack Perry's gone nowhere, mm. but Punk yeah. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's... I, I think I think the pressure from people on Tony because they know that he wants to keep the peace, and they're like, "Well, you've got all of us, but you're dropping everything for this guy." And he's like, "Oh no, that, that's no, 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 that's not the case." You know, proving a point by going, "If I get rid of CM Punk to prove that I'm on your side, which he shouldn't be on anybody's side," no. but I think he's doing that to. Keep the majority happy, which you know I understand that, but you know Jack Perry, it's three strikes near out perhaps. Like CM Punk, this has happened before. Jack Perry, I've never heard of anything about him causing bother backstage until now. Yeah, you know, and and again, obviously, I will, we'll bring this Punk discussion to to a close soon. But that's obviously what we spoke about last week, wasn't it? Whereas that, you know, is it now that Punk? even in situations where he may be in the right because of other situations that he's been involved in, it's just going to be a black mark against his name, whether he's in the right or the wrong. So now he's got himself embroiled in something, you know, in, in, uh, had it had it been different, had, you know, he gone straight to Tony all in or after all in and been like, this is bullshit. Like, Look at look at what Perry's doing. Look at what he said, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Would that have been a different? Would we be seeing something different now than the way that it was handled? I don't, I don't know. But that isn't CM Punk, as we know. Well, yeah, I get. I guess you're you're right. People will look at him and be like, "Oh, you're the guy that did the pipe bomb. You're the guy that took your ball and went home." So clearly, you're you're gonna yeah. be in the wrong. Like just like yeah. guilty before proven innocent. Yeah. It, it, you know, if, if, if you look at everything he complained about in, in WWE, which again, some of it, I think he was probably just, then he went home for seven years. Then he came to AW and was a main player in the brawl out incident, you know, again, right and wrong on both sides, but he was just as involved as everybody else. Um, there's been them rumours around Christopher Daniels and Ryan Nemeth, is it? I think. Yeah. One yeah. That mm -hmm. got, got, you know, and now the Jack Perry thing, there is one common denominator in all of that stuff. Tony Khan. Yes. Like, so it's sort of like how, you know, he is building a role for his own back, isn't he? But, you know, I... I, I'm interested to see if we will see Jack Perry again, not because I'm interested in Jack Perry, just because I want to know the outcome of what they've decided. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, 
I just wonder if we're going to get a CM Punk podcast or press release or something, whether he'll he'll bother um, to get his we'll view across. Yeah, we'll well, yeah, Phil, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm, uh, Phil Brook. Yeah. Is it is is he still on Twitter? Is he? Let me. Uh... No idea. I'm sure he is. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Actually, he's probably. Uh deleted his twitter account not deleted no. account. he's probably deleted the app because he knows the amount of people oh, he's uh, he's he's still so hey cm punk or at cm punk if you want a chance well, this is an exclusive as we're yeah, as we're recording live, live as we're recording guys she's <laughs> tweeting if cm you, punk to get him on snapbacks and beards to get your and then the update next week is cm punk has blocked Stu. <laughs> 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 If you want a chance to get your story across, CM Punk tweeted back, snapbacks and who? <laughs> Hit me up. We'd love to have you on the snapbacks. Oh, not Snapchat. Snapbacks and beards. I don't think he has Snapchat for me. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> make, make, sure you, make sure you end it. P.S. Jungle Boy sucks. XOXO. Okay. Um, love you, Phil. <laughs> P.S. Oh fuck. Do I go Jungle Boy or Jack Perry? Which would you? Jungle Boy? Jungle Jack. Jungle, Jungle Jack sucks. Fast Perry. Jack, Jack Perry versus Wardlow in a loser leaves AEW match and it's a draw. <laughs> Jungle Jack sucks. XOXO? XOXO. I think Phil's an XOXO guy. XOXO. Right, done. There we go. Right. Anyway, so... next week on the show, CM Punk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when when my DMs go off later from Phil Brooks, you guys will all be jealous. Um. <laughs> so, lastly, and this was just something that was announced not long ago. I just wanted to touch briefly on Brian Danielson and um, Saber Junior. Jay, I know you're excited about this. So Talk to me. <laughs> I can't wait to say this. So I thought we might have already seen match of the year several different times this year, actually. Uh, Osprey Omega. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus was a shout for it, but this has the potential. Both incredibly talented. Brian Danielson said on Collision, he said to his daughter, when she's seven, he will retire. And go and spend time with her. She's currently six. He's going to give everything he's got in this last year. And I think this is like his his world tour bucket list of people that he wants to face yeah. before mm. before it's all said and done. And yeah, I think this is going to be a really awesome match. And it's going to be so so good. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah, Johnny, what do you think? Very excited for this one. Yes, um, obviously Brian Danielson, one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet, and a lot will say of all time. Um, and obviously, he mentioned he's going to retire. So, again, he's got probably a similar thing to Cody Rhodes had, where he's got that list of wrestlers he wants to fight before he retires. He might even get, um, I don't know if he'll get a world title shot, uh, if he'll win, but I think he might get another championship match before he retires as well. Probably in Japan, actually, because I don't think he ever had that opportunity. Right, Danielson um, Omega in Japan at the Tokyo oh, Dome. Book it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't think we'll see him back in WWE, but I think people will need to remember as well one of his last matches was main event in WrestleMania. Yeah. He doesn't need to go back. And he even said himself he didn't leave in bad terms. He just left the place he very much enjoyed being in, but he wants to try other things. And I think he needs just a run against wrestlers from Japan. Has he had a match with Will Ospreay before? I was about to say, get us Danielson yeah. Osprey. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Danielson, yeah. Danielson Osprey at the Tokyo Dome. That's yeah. that's what yeah. we'll have. Yeah, that Danielson yeah. Osprey Omega triple threat. Yeah, yeah, get it booked. I know I'll Johnny. What, hate, seen... I know Johnny hates it when people say this because he said before he hates it. If we got that triple threat match, I would come in my pants. I know Johnny hates it when people say that because he said it before. <laughs> Uh, well, I won't. Uh, <laughs> any um, New Japan fans out there? I know Ross is a New Japan fan. Um, I don't know what the storylines are in New Japan, but him in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, perhaps could that could they do that? Yeah. Um, again, I, I'm assuming he's never done that. So uh, yeah, 
I think so. I think, I think, yeah, I r- rightly said, as kind of like Edge did as well. I think let's just not even, and they don't need to build specific storylines with it because the storyline in itself is I've got six months or eight months or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, these are the guys I want to fight. That That's the storyline. Yeah. It, it, we don't Give need don't need a big story, you know, big elaborate three monthly stories between each of these matches. Like let's just mm-hmm. consecutively and consistently put on Danielson versus X, Y, and Z in matches. You know, I'd be, I'd be up for that. I um, want them in the match against Ishii. I think that would be yeah. sensational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best uh, Japanese wrestlers for me. I, I don't think he gets talked about as much. Kenta, another one. Yeah. Who he's probably had a match with before. Uh, Lee, if you're listening, you know, Progress Wrestling, Brian Danielson. Yep. Uh, there we go. Get that in. Kenta uh, <laughs> in the ballroom. The opportunities are limitless right now for him. Yeah, go and do what you want. And because of who he is, he will, like, if he wants a match with someone, they'll give it to him. You're going to take it, aren't you? You're absolutely going to take yeah. it. But Well, we've come to the end of our wrestling chat. Gentlemen, as always, it has been a pleasure. Jay, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me in my man cave. Uh, <laughs> and you will see that <laughs> if on TikTok, which is at JE Wrestle Talk, where I post all my daily wrestling content. I am also on Instagram, JE WrestleGram, but I'm not as consistent on there. But if you want the daily wrestling content, then come over to JE Wrestle Talk on TikTok. Superb. And Johnny, where can we find you? You can find me on tiktok at johnny goldsmith and also you'll want to tune in to snapbacks and beards on tiktok because as of when this is released we'll be deep into the talking about positive things about the young books so you really don't want to miss that so please go to snapbacks and beards tiktok as well um i'm still trying to get 20k have been since we started this and i've grown by mighty 200 since i think we started so you know the, the follower count is a bit slow at the moment so let's get this going uh, by the end of the year, potentially, 20k would be nice, but we're getting there. Super. Go follow Johnny. Yeah, do that. Yes. And, um, <laughs> yeah, myself, I am. I feel like I repeat this phrase of my Instagram, that WrestleGram, I'm not as consistent on that, on that as I want to be. <laughs> I will be. I just need a kick up the backside to do it. Um, but my main social, my TikTok, that wrestling guy at TWG1991 for regular wrestling content, including many, many lists. So go and check that out. I'm heading towards 5K. If I could hit that by the end of the year, that would be phenomenal. Um, but as always, thank you both. It has been a pleasure. And thanks for everyone for tuning in. And we will catch you next week. <laughs>